Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, you can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Fernando. Hola, Ben. And Travis Irvine. Hello, Ben. There we go. (laughs) Thank you all for listening. Hope you're doing well out there. We got a great special episode for you. We're going to talk about ranked choice voting. Ooh, Specifically numbers. in New York City, we got we speak with this dude, Sal Albanese. Our old pal Sal. Our old pal Sal. He's a great dude. He's an Italian immigrant. Mm-hmm. He uh, was a council member in New York City representing the people of Bay Ridge for 15 years. Yeah. He also ran for mayor a few times and has just been involved in local New York City politics, which have global impact for many, many years. So, Travis, Sal... And you, you guys know each other because, of course, in 2017, we both ran with the reforms. That's right. And uh, Sal, although a uh, a Democrat, uh, also understands the importance of multiple opinions, multiple yes. ideas, and uh, how to save this Democratic Republic of ours. Yes, the American experiment. Yeah, there you, you go. Um, I mean, Sal, again, like you said, New York state and city politics is full of so many charlatans and snake oil salesmen crazy, and dude. scumbags. I mean, every political scandal in America has already happened in New York City <laughs> Truly. or up in uh, Albany at some point. And Sal is just such an outlier in that he served yeah. his community great for 15 years. Like you said, ran as a Democrat. Um, he did try to do Democrat uh, mayor. He, he tried to yep. win that primary. And as we talk about in our conversation, that's part of the problem with New York City politics is that the only way for you to really get ahead as we see with the current mayor, Eric Adams, is to switch over to be a Democrat. Right. You win the Eric Dem- Adams is a Republican. And, yeah. And, yeah, uh, yeah. and you can tell now with all of his policies. He, yes. He's the worst of all worlds. He's socially conservative and fiscally liberal. Yeah. <laughs> Might like be the, truly yeah. the worst possible politician. Yeah. So, uh, you know, our conversation with Sal's nice because he kind of breaks it down and also how we can break down this current uh, restrictive primary system, two-party system, not only that they have in New York City, but, you know, it has uh, reverberations all across the country. So I'd say transport yourself to a home in Bay Ridge. Yes. Mm. You're talking to an old man sitting on a sofa. Because that's exactly what he was doing. That's what exactly what it was. <laughs> right. And it's Sal. Imagine you got a little, uh, you got, I feel like it's a coffee conversation. Yes. Yeah, th- he's that maybe kind of. Maybe a little of, whiskey. Maybe a little whiskey. He's that kind of public servant. He will talk to you over a cup of coffee or a cup of whatever you want to talk about and drink at that time. Yes. Um, but yeah, anyone who's come out and seen uh, our documentary, Heal Yourself America, Sal is in that because like you said, he switched over to the Reform Party in 2017, the same year that Ben was running for Brooklyn Borough President. Yeah. Uh, with the Reform 
party. And we were just very proud. He was just always very nice and supportive nice of us. Man. And, you know, the fact that I still even had his number just says uh, all you need to know about this New York City politician. Yeah. He's worth keeping around and he's full of so much knowledge. And he's been around for a long time. He's 70, I think, three years old now. And uh, yeah, so he's just he's seen a lot in New York City. So mm -hmm. let's just uh, play the interview here. We'll just uh, and we'll discuss a little bit afterwards as well. So enjoy this conversation with Sal Albanese. All right, everyone. Now it's time for our conversation with Sal Albanese. Uh, he is a former candidate for mayor in NYC. He ran in 2017, 2013 and 1997. He also spent 15 years as an NYC council member watching over the great people of Bay Ridge. Mm -hmm. We are honored to have with us Sal Albanese. Sal, thanks so much for being on the show. Uh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me on, guys. So, Sal, let's kick it off. I know we're talking about ranked choice voting today, trying to perfect this Democratic Republic of ours and hopefully find candidates that can actually do what they say and help out the people of their communities. So, Sal, maybe just give our audience just a quick overview of New York City politics, which I know is a massive, <laughs> massive thing, but maybe just kind of a, a concise uh, sum up for our audience that might not well, know what happens in NYC. Uh, New York City politics is, is complicated. Um, as some <laughs> yeah. of you know. We have, uh, you know, five boroughs, eight million people, uh, almost nine million now. And uh, a political system that actually does not, in, does not incentivize participation. Um, we have uh, people being elected to citywide office with 13% of the vote. Wow. Uh, of all registered voters, 15%, 17%. I mean, it's, um, you know, it's really um, uh, something that we need to address. We also have a growing, a, a growing independent voting demographic. Almost 25% of the city uh, is now uh, registered as an independent. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, we have... And the problem, one of the problems that we have is we have closed primaries. So most elections in New York City decided in the Democratic primary. It's an overwhelmingly Democratic uh, uh, city. Um, you know, we have uh, Republicans are about uh, uh, 20, uh, 25 percent uh, um, and, and, and uh, not even not even that much. And Democrats overwhelmingly um, are um, are the ones that uh, get elected in the city. So you have close primaries. Close primaries means that that uh, in a in a uh, only Democrats can vote in the primary. So right. what happens is that whoever wins the primary is usually elected as the mayor or, or as the council member. There is a couple of areas where there's some Republicans being elected, but overwhelmingly uh, Democrats. We're not. And the general election is totally non-competitive. Mm -hmm. um, right. We did we did pass ranked choice voting. I was in the Charter Revision Commission. I was a commissioner, one of the commissions that voted for ranked choice voting in the primary. I assume you guys know what that what that's all about. Where where you you rank candidates um, in in in, uh, in order of preference right. based right. on the fir your first five candidates, and then. The person who comes in last starts; those votes get redistributed to the uh, to the number one candidate to a, to the candidate that those voters select. Say um, people voted for Albanese number one and uh, Miss Garcia number two. Mm -hmm. um, or I, I am 
I'm out. I come in last. All, all of my votes go to Garcia. Hmm. So uh, at the end of the day, what happens is you have to garner 50 percent of the vote. 50 percent right. want to be elected. The problem is that that is only happening in, a, in primaries. So we still have the major problem of independents not being able to vote right. uh, and general elections are non-competitive. So what a group of us decided to do is form a, a ballot initiative effort. We can put things on the ballot in New York City. Right. Can't do it statewide. Uh, we can make election changes um, in in uh, through a referendum. So we decided to um, establish a committee called New York's for Competitive Elections. And okay. We, we have been working to broaden our base of support across the city. And we've got support amongst the conservatives, liberals, the libertarians. It's a really good group of uh, folks across right. ethnic race lines who basically want to open up the process. It's they basically want a democratic uh, city, a city that's 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 governed better. And if you have competition and if you have folks that 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 have ideas different than the mainstream, they can be they can certainly get a have an opportunity to win or actually influence the debate. So right. They, what we what we've done is uh, our proposal is uh, to move Frank Shoey's voting from the primary to the general election. Right. So and in the primary, we want to open up the uh the electorate to uh whether they're democrats republicans conservative uh, everybody can vote in that primary uh, and any candidate can run with or without party labels so we're moving we want to move to an open primary which doesn't exclude independents green party members a- anyone that that is a registered voter can vote in that in that primary so but what happens is that the top five vote getters in that in that preliminary election will move on to the general election and then ranked choice voting kicks in in the general election. And of course, that'll be that'll result in a general election, which will be very competitive, which is mm-hmm. unusual. In New York City, and increase the turnout um, because the general election has more voters coming out than the primary. Right. And also. Ranked choice voting will 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 allow for whoever wins to garner fifty percent plus one, so they'll have the majority of votes and get and get elected to mayor, or public advocate, whatever it is. And, yeah, and, right. and I think when you have someone with over fifty percent of the vote, uh, just instinctively, um, people will feel as if they're being represented and heard mm-hmm. more right. so than they are now. And I know you ran many times with the Democratic Party. And I know with uh, in 2017 with the Reform Party, the same party that I ran with uh, for Brooklyn Borough right. President. Uh, when it comes to the single, when it comes to Democratic control in this case, obviously sometimes it's Republican control, depending on your state and city. Uh, but in New York City, it's Democratic controlled. One of the problems with that is you have someone like Eric Adams, who's the current mayor, who was a Republican and basically still is a Republican. But you switch over to be the Democrat. And then next thing you know, you can be Brooklyn Borough president and the mayor. So when it has one party rule like that, there's also a lot of sheeps in wolf's clothing, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. Absolutely. No doubt about it. And, and you hit the nail on the head. If, if whoever gets elected under this final five concept will uh, will have a uh, uh, a mandate 
from the majority of, of New Yorkers and, and, and will be responsive to, will be hopefully responsive to the majority of New Yorkers. Right now, in close primaries, you're talking about, if you get elected with 13% of, uh, of voters in the city, registered voters in the city, you're going to be very careful about not alienating those folks and actually representing those folks at the expense of the majority of New Yorkers. <laughs> right. um, and, and, and basically, uh, there's accountability built in because you have this this mandate, um, and and I believe it will lead to better governance. And we've seen we're not reinventing the wheel. Uh, we Alaska just passed uh-huh. uh, and adopted Final Five. Nevada just passed it last year. Okay. Um, and what we saw in Nevada and Alaska where Sarah Palin, who was endorsed by Donald Trump, right. would have been uh, you know slam dunk winner. Right there. But since since uh, it was an open primary and independents and and others uh, uh, voted, um, she she lost the election. Um, Lisa Murkowski, who was a Republican, a moderate Republican, was opposed by Donald Trump. And she had she would have been dead on arrival in in a Republican primary because the, the primary was open. Republicans and, and Democrats and others voted for her. Mm-hmm. So she winds up being reelected to the Senate. Um, so um, it's it's really a great way to open up the process. Also, it, it minimizes polarization. It forces candidates to actually work together to solve problems. Yeah. Uh, because if you're if you see across the country, uh, what Republicans, right, and Democrats as well, but a lot of a lot of Republicans in the primary have to appeal to a very, very uh, extremist uh, base, mm-hmm. and and, mm-hmm. and if if they do anything um, that resembles solving problems or working with Democrats mm-hmm. and moderate Republicans, they very likely will lose right. will lose that primary, that close primary, really causes a lot of damage obviously uh and and you know with sarah palin it's uh it's unfortunate nailing palin uh, that's a good old porn uh there's a porno called nailing palin uh, it's a pair it was a parody yeah but the, the porn star was actually not even as attractive as sarah palin right sarah palin's very attractive yeah but it's a good thing she lost though she's crazy <laughs> right across america bp supports more than two hundred and seventy-five thousand jobs to keep energy flowing Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. When it comes to uh, competitive races, you got someone like George Santos out there. That dude ran unopposed. Do you think that would uh, rank choice would have eliminated someone like him being able to uh, yeah. serve in the house? I mean, the guy's a fucking unbelievable liar, total scumbag. And it's amazing. And, it's he, amazing and he, gets, he gets to walk in there. So do you feel like your process would have 
saved us from the national disgrace that is George Santos. It could have definitely uh, it could have definitely made a big difference there. Unfortunately, uh, Ben, we can't we can only uh, employ this in municipal races because mm. we don't uh, it, it, we need in, in Alaska and Nevada. They were able to place the initiative on the ballot mm. at a statewide level. New York State, which is uh, uh, a misnomer, uh, call a progressive state. You can't do that. You don't have initiative and referendum. Right. You can do it at the local level in New York City. Uh, mm. That's why our our referendum will only apply to municipal elections. So members of the House uh, won't be impacted by. Neither will members of the uh, of the state legislature. So, yeah, so federal, federal offices. But here's yeah. here's here's the rub here. New York City is the communications capital of the world. Uh, of, you know, uh, actually, what you know, what happens here gets gets really magnified across the country. And one of the reasons Absolutely. why people, uh, one of the people that founded Final Five, Catherine Gale out of Wisconsin, actually, she, oh. uh, her, and uh, Michael Porter uh, wrote a book called The Politics Industry. Where they're looking at they're like the philosophical fathers of of the fan of. Uh, the final five, and they're very interested, especially Catherine, very interested in in New York City uh, because it will actually help the cause across the country. Because people will then focus on what we're trying to do here. We, right. we are the media capital of the of the United States, so it's mm-hmm. a big deal, and it could also change the politics at the state level here in New York. Um, so, um, very. Uh, uh, very excited about it. Uh, we expect stiff opposition from the political, uh, from, the, from the two main political parties. Well, that's what I was going to ask. It's, it's, yeah, that from if you're a, uh, you know, Republican or Democrat and you're in the leadership, I guess that they really wouldn't want this, right? Because they know their policies aren't yeah. universally accepted. Absolutely. I had a debate with uh, 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 Jacobs, who's the state chair of the Democratic Party in New York on a radio program. And he, you know, immediately said, oh, South's got a great idea, but uh, we're against it. <laughs> surprise, surprise, surprise. <laughs> right. Because it, 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 it will erode the function of parties, which is not true. Parties will still have a major role to yeah. play. Right. Uh, actually, and actually, if they're if they're a viable party, It'll make them work harder to attract people to their platform. Mm. But we expect opposition from the Republicans and the Democrats and a lot of the incumbents, because incumbents, uh, as we all know, don't like change. Right. They like the status quo. They like low turnout elections. They like uh, uh, a, a system that's broken as long as it helps them. Mm-hmm. So we expect stiff opposition. Uh, and by the way, uh, Nevada and Alaska, both states had the uh, ruling parties against uh, the effort, but the 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 voters liked it. Mm-hmm. They saw that it was a good thing, and they and uh, they passed it. The same thing happened in New York City, by the way, uh, back in the early '90s when we passed term limits. Uh, mm. All of the politicians were against it. Every you know, uh, <laughs> of course, they, course. they were like universally against it, and it passed with seventy percent of the vote. Wow. And, and our polling, our polling here shows that what we're trying to do is also um, uh, is also viable in terms of the public uh, public opinion. Obviously, we have to raise a lot of money to do this. We have to reach. I, I hate raising money, but That's you know, we're reaching out. How much money do you think you have to raise? It, and why well, do you have to raise so much money just to get the to the word out yeah. for people to vote for it? Or Exactly. 
Exactly. We're, you know, we're in the media capital of the world, right? So you got to you got to go on television, unfortunately, because you're going to have opposition. Uh, so you're going to need TV, which is very expensive. It'll take about a half a million dollars to get it on the ballot. We need wow. we need to garner sixty thousand signatures um, by by June, um, and then we have to garner another thirty thousand signatures before Labor Day. So we'll have to hire. We're, we're going to use volunteers as many as we can. Sure. But we have to hire a petition firm. You know, we we need yeah. legal uh, support and all that stuff. So uh, we fortunately we we have some people that are deep pocketed that are considering helping uh who really believe that the system is broken and want and want to get more involved and Catherine gale herself the woman from wisconsin is um she's a very wealthy woman with a lot of connections i mean she sold her company she had a food company years ago uh, which was very successful sold it and is devoting all of her efforts hmm. uh to this democratic effort across the country so she's 100 percent on board well that's good you can use your money for good as well i mean if money is speech then you can use it for uh for good things yeah for good things also which is good to hear yeah i mean it's interesting because i mean I, i've heard about ranked choice voting and that's been going on in maine and alaska and then obviously like you said new york city kind of adopted it um but uh final five almost sounds and I don't want to misspeak, but it kind of sounds like the California primary system where, mm. if, you know, when they have a, yeah. a governor's race here, you'll be like 40 candidates from all over. You got your porn star, you got your oh, yeah. Gavin Newsom's, you got your Larry Elders. <laughs> and usually what they do is they take the top two, which is usually the endorsed right. Democrat and the endorsed Republican and throw them into a runoff, essentially, in the general election. But I like this, you know, the final five. And I like that it's being used in Alaska and Nevada and it's been proven to work because you're absolutely right. Then you can get two Democrats, one independent, maybe a green in there. You know, you really do have a variety and that's just in the primary. And then it gives you more variety in the general as well. Uh, good point. That's that's why f uh, we have five instead of two, because two, what, what, what may happen if we only had a final two is. We, we may wind up with two Democrats, uh, sure. you know, different ideology, but different. Uh, that's what happened in California. And by the way, the California, uh, the California initiative has been proven to uh, to be successful in terms of improving governance. They just did a study out of one of the university, which really praised the system. But we think it's a, it's somewhat restrictive because you, you we want to have as diverse an options as possible. Mm. As you mentioned, a Green Party. A libertarian candidate could wind up in in the final five. And one of the things I learned, and I'm sure Ben may agree with me on this, is that even when candidates lose elections, if they've got some really good ideas, mm. uh, they become you know another another uh, candidate who's a mainstream candidate starts adopting those ideas when they mm -hmm. see that they're that right. they're popular. So right. you're going to get more diverse ideas, more diverse candidates. Um, and, and better exchange of uh, of uh, uh, philosophies yeah, and, and ways to solve problems. I know it would be nice if we actually had true debates. This country, is, right. the debates right. are all about sound bites and raising money and mm -hmm. such oh, little, such little substance. You know, I mean, I feel like maybe it's just hindsight and with rose colored glasses i feel like back in the day maybe there was actually more discussion about things that kind of mattered but is there anything that could be potentially dangerous about this is there anything that could be any unforeseen consequences about ranked choice or final five because 
it sounds to me like the most democratic way to do it, but sounds it's still great. a messy process. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. it's still politics. It is. It is. is there I mean, is there anything that you would that you could foresee being like maybe we could tweak that or kind of nip it in the bud before something uh, goes wrong? I, I, I mean, I can't I, really think of it. Know, I we I ask those questions a lot about the dynamics in Alaska and Nevada. Mm-hmm. And so far, uh, you know, it's, it's all been positive, yeah. uh, positive feedback. I mean, there, one of, one of the criticisms, which I don't buy is that it's kind of confusing. Uh, people may get confused by having to select uh, five candidates, rank choice mm-hmm. voting. When we adopted it in New York city, there was some a negative feedback. Well, that, and I guess that goes back to the money, uh, right? So then you have to have, money so you can educate people and yeah right well yeah because we can't uh, be scared that people are going to be confused we have to trust that people are able to one to five yeah one One to five five. (laughs) which one do you like the most which one do you like the least (laughs) there's five options and so we can't be that's like a concern i guess but also like that we can't it's legit no i know it is but we can't make our policy based upon that's that's a great point you know, Lisa Murkowski was on uh, talking about the Alaska um, effort, and she said, you know, uh, she dismissed the idea it's, that it's confusing. She goes, people go into Chinese restaurants, and they got all these menus, and they select <laughs> yeah. one to know, five there, right? Six and seven. Yeah, yeah. Six and seven I'm very confused. Uh, when I go to when I go to like Chipotle and all that, build your own sandwich stuff. I'm like, what the heck? Why am I doing all this? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, well, there's, if you guys if you guys go to our website, find the five. Uh, dot nyc you'll see lisa murkowski it's a three-minute video uh she was on um she was on uh i think it was npr uh or uh, public broadcasting a yeah. couple of weeks ago and she she broke it down and she talked uh, ben about the uh, the ridiculous idea that it's confusing you know mm. people are not stupid i mean right. they, they, they they can figure stuff out sure and, you know, once again a, a lot of it a lot of the a lot of that uh, feedback comes from people that are opposed to it. You know, yeah. oh, it's too confusing. Mm, right, right. Oh, it's exactly. this, it's that, you know. <laughs> you know the deal. Right. Uh, of course. You well, know. Well, and if Alaska can do it, anybody can do anyone it. Anyone can do it. Yeah. <laughs> and right. I know, just, just yeah. lastly, Sal, I know you're an immigrant. You're from Italy. I'm a first generation. My papa's yes. from Germany. Fernando, uh, an immigrant as well. How can this help expand? Us. Yeah. How can it expand <laughs> for, you know, do you? How how would this help having people who feel marginalized and not paid attention to? Would this help them finally feel like they have a voice? I think it will help them, but you know it's not a panacea. I think what we what, what has to happen then is what didn't happen with ranked choice voting. I think we need to do extensive education in the new immigrant communities. And yeah. in New York City, as you know, is, mm-hmm. is we have. We have 180 languages being spoken here, and 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 uh, and a really emerging Asian vote. You know, mm. with, as people speak Mandarin, and 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 uh, we have to do a lot of work in that area. And and I think the outreach, the outreach to those communities, will will be helpful in getting them more involved in the in the electoral process. So the education could not only not only help them learn about Final Five, but also, hey, you know, we we uh, we want you involved. You're part of the mm. part of the city, uh, and 
and you really make a contribution. Yeah, and perhaps they can have a candidate uh, within that five, and you know, feel yeah, yeah, win, yeah win, lose or draw. But yeah, you know, no doubt we you know, we have, as I said, the the Asian vote in New York City is is really grown by leaps and bounds. I yeah. mean, we've always had you know uh, a growing uh, Latino uh, vote, African American vote, uh, but. The, the the Asian vote and also Southeast Asian people from Bangladesh, Pakistan, uh, a lot of a lot of uh, new immigrants um, that yeah. are part of the landscape here, and the politicians really don't want the, the lower the turnout, the better. You don't see a lot of outreach uh, to those communities, so uh, it, it's happening. It 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 hap- it's happening now, and and we're we're we we are purposely reaching out to all these groups in the lead up to the referendum. Awesome. Well, Sal, do you have anything, Fernando? We got a minute. Um, outreach. So, do you think outreach is really the solution to everywhere? We just need to people to know when the vote is happening and how it affects them, or is there some other step we're missing uh, just um, to get people involved? No. Oh, it's it's look, uh, I, I think that one of the biggest problems we have in this country is apathy, you know, and, and, and yeah. across the board. And we, we've got to I think we the, the final five is not going to solve uh, that that issue or, or or. But I do think, as I said before, if we do outreach to educate people, new immigrants about this new concept at the same time, uh, they'll they'll. Uh, they, they'll get more involved uh, mm-hmm. because we, we, we were, as we explain the process to them, I mean, we're doing this. We are reaching out to these new, we, we just got, uh, we were endorsed by a group called um, the Asian wave Alliance. Um, that, that's made up of uh, huge uh, Asian America, Asian New Yorkers. Uh, and uh, they're, you know, they're getting more involved. And part of yeah. that is because people people like us are reaching out to them. But mm-hmm. uh, but we we have to do a lot more to get people involved. Uh, you know, civics. I mean, we don't we don't teach civics in school anymore. Um, all of that stuff is is so important. Um, and and people people in this country just I believe aren't aren't in, as thoroughly engaged as they should be and they're being manipulated they're being manipulated at election time with you know with yeah. these 30 second yes. ads yeah. oh yeah um, it's so and, pathetic and, and it's, and it's there's, there's no nuance to those ads it's all you know hot button issues uh i always tell the story that i used to travel to ireland on business and i get into a cab with an irish cab driver in dublin and uh, I would start talking politics in New York City in the U.S. with with the cab driver, and I was amazed uh, how much um, how much the cab driver knew about mm. what was going on in the city. And he had a they had the public radio on. They they read three newspapers a day. He knew more about New York City than ninety eight percent of the people New York City <laughs> politics. Wow, than ninety eight percent of people on my block in Brooklyn. Yeah. and that's on purpose. So, that's that's on purpose. purpose. Yeah, You're right. Yeah. Sal Albanese, thank you so much for being with us, Sal. Thank you for oh, telling thanks, us guys. Uh, more about thank what you're you. working on, and I hope everything works out. And come back when uh, when victory is at hand. Yes. <laughs> uh, listen, uh, I love the discussion. Thank you for having me on, guys. Thanks, Sal. Thank we'll talk thanks, to you Sal. later. Appreciate you. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. All right, there it was, our conversation mm-hmm. with Sal. Mm-hmm. Love Sal. I love Sal. I feel like I'm at a feel like I'm at a, a family picnic. Right, we're right back at Carmine's, our favorite uh, pizzeria there in Brooklyn. Yes, it was. It's gone downhill. What? Whoa! <laughs> Pizza in New York going downhill? You crazy. No, no, it's just my favorite bartenders are no longer oh, there. Oh, uh, well, that's, they were well, on, they're on to bigger and better things. Okay, good. Hey, well, that's if, good. You, if you evolve, that's a good thing. They're growing yes, and move of on. course. Yeah, absolutely. I, and hopefully, as we talked about with Sal, New York City's election system will grow and, and move on and go to way better places as well. This was one of those interviews where I started not knowing like how this applied to me and how I could contribute. And then by the end of it, like uh, the example he gave at the end about the uh, being in Ireland mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. the, the guy in the guy, the cab driver, knowing so much about New York compared to the people in his neighborhood who know nothing. Right. And I feel right. like that happens a lot to me personally when I'm, I just want people involved. I just, yeah. I start talking to someone about something and they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. Right. And it's, and so it, he's right. Outreach yeah. and getting people involved. And you know, the numbers he talked about at the very beginning, he said 15% of people are the ones making the choice for Everybody 9 million everyone. New Yorkers. Yeah. Yeah. That, that alone should just horrify you. Even if no matter how far right or how far left, if yes. there is even really a left, yeah. how far left yeah. you are. Yeah. Then that's why the New York city political system is so broken because again, like Sal t- talked about, the Democratic primary, Eric Adams, all he needs is that 13% uh, diehard Democrat mm-hmm. activist to show vote. up and yeah. support him. They always, yep. and like Sal said, then Eric Adams only needs to appease that 13% as opposed to the 8 million people right. that he should be governing uh, in a more, you know, a broader uh, way. And that is why when you're wondering why is uh, the mayor so horrible over there? Well, that's why. Yeah. Uh, because they don't have to yeah. care yeah. about uh, 90 or about 85% of the population they literally don't want to care about. Right, right. Yeah, because they so. don't vote for him anyway. But that's, again, so interesting because this could fix a lot of ills and all of the one-party I'm controlled totally states. I'm totally in favor of it. Yeah, because you know it, it did make me think like I asked Sal about the the um, the California system where it is right, this giant right. primary full of 40 people running for governor, yep. but only two make it out of that one. All you need to know about this and why you should support Final Five and ranked choice voting is because Sarah Palin is not a fucking senator. I know. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's not even a Congress. She's uh, not in Congress. Nothing. She's not a senator. She's, she's just back she, to doing porn. She's just <laughs> famous. Yeah. And just because you're famous... It doesn't translate necessarily to good leadership. Right. And obviously, once you resign as governor halfway through because you want to go be a celebrity, you don't just get to come back. Right. Uh, And Mm -hmm. Sal is a great example of truly a public servant. Yes. Which is what they're supposed to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks to uh, ranked choice voting and and everything, all the reforms that Sal talked about that are happening in Alaska. I always find that so fascinating. Alaska is always on like the forefront of all the voting electoral reforms. You know, it's a fun state in a lot of ways. Unique. Gonna, it's unique. Very unique. And yeah. now they have the the first Democratic a congresswoman in their state's history and the first Democrat congressperson in a long, long time. Wow. So. And I like that because I want the Russians to look over and see democracy. Yeah. See democracy. As opposed to Sarah Palin just sitting there with binoculars <laughs> and be like, I can see you from my house. Yeah. She's probably showing her boobies to 
butt of Putin. And then Putin's <laughs> like, look at my butt. And they're just having a lot of fun over there. Well, all right. Thank you so much for listening to this conversation with Sal Albanese. And again, stay involved in your local races wherever you are. I think ranked choice voting. If you're in a Republican gridlock state, this will help you get some more diversity. And the same way if you're in a, a Democratic uh, gridlock state, this will help you get more diversity as well. Exactly. Of ideas. And again, hopefully find candidates who give a flying fucking shit about <laughs> their constituents. Okay, everyone. Thank you for listening. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, We've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.